Well, we were just talking about opposition leader Pierre Polyev helping lead the Conservatives to a seven-point lead over the Liberals in the latest Angus Reid poll. It's not the only reason he's been in the news this week, of course. Uh, he's filed a complaint with the RCMP following some vile comments uh, made by a far-right group, uh, about sexual, the founder of a far-right group, about sexually assaulting his wife. Jeremy McKenzie was allegedly referring to Aneta Poliev, or was, on an online video stream over the weekend when he suggested she be sexually assaulted. Um, Poliev has called it disgusting. McKenzie is the high-profile founder of the online group Diagalon, who was a prominent figure. He was also a prominent figure in the Freedom Convoy. Now, Poliev, who uh, was previously photographed shaking McKenzie's hand at a conservative leadership campaign event in Nova Scotia, called McKenzie and the other men in the video, quote, dirtbags and losers, and said he will not tolerate people threatening his family. So who exactly is this? And why would they be talking about Pierre Polyev's wife? Joining me now is Justin Ling, author of the Bug-Eyed and Shameless Newsletter, and someone who follows far-right groups in this country very closely. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. Tell me about this incident. What's happened here? Yeah, so there's a group of, let's call them less than savory characters, many of whom are on the, the generally the, the far right in this country, many of whom kind of congregate on these live streams that they'll do nightly or a few times a week. And they they go by the name the Plaid Army, but you may have also heard the term Diagalon. It's kind of a fake country that they made up to identify with um, and they're kind of led by this guy named Jeremy McKenzie and on a live stream over the past few days he started making some remarks about Pierre Polyev and in particular Pierre Polyev's wife and went down a frankly very disgusting tangent uh, suggesting that he would sexually assault her given the chance you know I won't get into the full details no. the video was first uh, posted I believe by Rachel Gilmore you know, of Global News and and, and since then, it's led to condemnations from just about everybody, in particular Pierre Polyev himself, who's called these guys dirtbags and, and denounced this sort of language and, and said, you know, he, he barely even knows who these guys are. Um, it, all in all, it is sort of just thrust back into the, the forefront the increasingly violent terms that are being thrown around. Uh, amongst the political fringes, um, but it this is not new. This has been the kind of the culmination of months of increasingly radicalized ideology that is taking hold uh, on on these political fringes. Of course, uh, Jeremy McKenzie, who you referred to, and this seems to be the common refrain when confronted with uh, with disgust over the kind of language that was being used, simply said he was joking. Right? He'd been drinking. He was joking. He was sorry anyone took offense. Nonsense. I, I I mean, he and his, you know, merry band of trolls talk in these terms constantly, maybe not quite as explicit as he did on this live stream. I have no doubt that, you know, drunkenly, he kind of went further than, than normal. But you, that's by design. I mean, they, they they are quite careful. They know they're being watched. They know they're being listened to. Um, you know, they want to put forward this this sort of veneer of this detached irony of this jokey, tongue in cheek. Uh, you know, sort of edgy, but not over the line humor but but really what that's masking is an increasingly deranged in some cases apocalyptic ideology that really informs this entire movement diagonal jerry mckenzie of the folks around this movement fundamentally believe that our society is experiencing a deep rot you know they believe that 
everything from um, you know the acceptance of transgender people uh, to uh, you know the, in some cases the increasing place for women in society to uh, you know a, a broader social safety net to conversations about reconciliation all of these things are emblematic of a society in decline they believe that Canada North America Europe uh, is being destroyed by immigration by the presence of, of Muslims in this country uh, they believe that near on the horizon will be a reckoning of some kind, probably in the form of a civil war. And that is really the reason, you know, why they have amassed into this little clique, why they have done training camps in the woods with live weapons. Jeremy McKenzie is facing a slew of firearms charges in Nova Scotia. Some of his compatriots were arrested in Coots, Alberta, charged with a plot to kill RCMP officers and civilians. These guys are not just some edgy humorists online. I mean, you know, they fundamentally believe in a sort of reactionary extremism um, that has absolutely informed uh, terror attacks across North America and Europe over recent decades. Uh, and then they should cause us to be concerned and worried. They, they, they want to laugh this off because they want to make the media look um, overreactionary, oversensitive. Uh, and you can actually see this in, in a new newsletter that Mackenzie put out, I think just today, that basically said, I was joking, the fact that everyone's freaking out about it is, is proof that we're winning and that we're right. Uh, and the real threat to society is from the vaccines and transgender people and the emasculation of men in this country. So he's using this as, as a way to dunk on the media and pivot and, and kind of keep speaking to his merry band of followers. So I guess in this case, the publicity for him is welcomed, right? He doesn't mind that people are Absolutely. condemning him for this. Um, there was a photo taken a while back of uh, of Jerry McKenzie shaking Pierre Polyev's hand. Uh, obviously, Pierre Polyev said he didn't know who he was, but clearly Jeremy, Jeremy, Jerry McKenzie knew who he was and wanted to have a picture taken with him. Why then turn around and attack him and especially attack his wife? I, I think there is a, a, always a sort of uneasy balance happening when far-right groups like this try and affiliate themselves with the Conservative Party. Now, Pierre Polyev wants to use the the fringes of the right to be Justin Trudeau. I mean, I, I don't think this is all that controversial. I've had this recognized to me repeatedly by people who advise Pierre Polyev. Their philosophy is, we want to win people who came out for the convoy, people who vote for Maxime Bernier's People's Party, people who don't vote and are fed up with the entire political system. Right? Pierre Polyev's path to victory, and, and there's polling data out today suggesting that it might actually be quite effective. Their path to victory is activating those people who are frustrated and angry and, and hate with a visceral passion Justin Trudeau. Now, they will say, we want to do that without, you know, activating extremists like Jeremy McKenzie. But of course, that that's, an, that's easier said than done. You, you know, in his effort to reach out to the convoy, and to some of these anti-vaxxers and the like, Pierre Polyev has, you know, garnered fans like Jeremy McKenzie. Now, McKenzie is also an astute political player in his own right, right? He wants to uh, attach himself to Polyev. He wants to be seen photographed with Polyev without actually having to endorse him full on, right? Um, you know, McKenzie sees Polyev as sort of a mainstream embodiment of the grievances that he voices, but I think he knows full well that, that Polyev will never go as hard or as far right as he'd like him to. So there will always be a bit of tension there, and I wouldn't expect that to resolve anytime in the near future, and you've seen McKenzie say some pretty, you know, nasty things about Polyev in recent days, but I think their sort of dance... Uh, 
you know, in opposition to each other will be an interesting one to watch in the coming months and years. But going after, I mean, the idea of, of saying what he said about his wife, I mean, there's, there's just, it, you know, it, 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 you can't really express what, the condemnation of it. But really, do you think it had anything to do with where she's from, who she is? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, there's definitely a racial aspect to this. Her, her being from Venezuela is absolutely um, part of, of what makes it sort of okay in Mackenzie's mind to talk this way about her. Um, and, and, and keep in mind that, you know, this, this crew of guys will always say publicly, you know, they're not racist, they're not, they're not misogynistic, so on and so forth. But, but they are. I mean, fundamental to, to the... the the increasingly prevalent uh, far-right movement to which Mackenzie belongs, intrinsic to that is is sort of a refashioning of a lot of neo-Nazi movements and ideologies, a, a, a you know a sort of rehabilitation of a bunch of anti-Semitic conspiracy theories and tropes. I mean, they've identified themselves with um, a movement that's kind of pan-North American that is absolutely and expressly anti-Semitic and white supremacist. Right. So whether or not Mackenzie would use those terms about himself, I mean, he lives in a world where those those those, those ideologies are ubiquitous. And, uh, you know, I think, again, it underscores the danger and, 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 and the risk that Polyev is taking when he tries to corral this this group of, of extremists and ideologues and, and, and far-right conspiracy theorists and those who have fallen to misinformation, when he tries to channel that into his political project, I think it underscores the risks inherent. Now, I'm not saying, and I would not say, that Polyev or his family deserves this sort of nonsense, because clearly they don't, nobody does. Nothing he does, you know, warrants that sort of language. But, I mean, you know, myself and others who follow this have been warning for months. There is risks involved when you start playing to this crew, when you start coming out to the convoy and, and, and endorsing, you know, a movement that is so messy and complicated and, and in, you know, in, 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 basically involved with extremists like McKenzie, or at least... Um, has them in their ranks uh, you know Polyev is is feeding this and he's giving this thing a platform and he's giving it oxygen and it's so unbelievably dangerous Justin Ling is my guest this half hour he's the author of the bug-eyed and shameless newsletter we're talking about uh, an incident over the weekend uh, streaming a video caught uh, and then played Pierre Polyev uh, Basically, Jeremy McKenzie, the head of a group named Diagalon, on a live stream talking publicly about uh, about sexual assault and Nita Polyev, uh, Polyev, rather Pierre Polyev's wife. Uh, the new conservative leader has come out and and condemn this in no uncertain terms, calling them dirtbags and losers that he will not tolerate people threatening his family. Um, but we've also been talking about just you know the. the um, there are a lot of different people within the groups, the convoy groups, for instance. Uh, so how do you, I mean, you know these groups really well. It, can you succeed in attracting those you want to attract without necessarily facing those you don't, uh, as is the case here? I, I mean, I th- I think... <sighs> I think maybe it's not a satisfying answer, but the answer is maybe. Um, the reality is 
the, the convoy was a very complex and messy movement, as, as is the kind of the quote unquote freedom movement more broadly, as is the anti-vaccine movement more broadly. There are folks in and amongst this crew who are, I think, in a bunch of ways, super reasonable people. They just happen to have, you know, in my view, bad and wrong opinions about the vaccines. Right. And I've met some of them. I've talked to some of them. I mean, I think I think with a bunch of these people, I would agree with them on, you know, 80 percent of issues facing the country is just that 20 percent where, you know, there's a huge, um, you know, chasm. And I think that's kind of true for, for, you know, them in society more broadly. And they feel so marginalized that the only place where they feel at home is with other people who, who have the same sort of divergent opinions. And that puts them in a weird company, right? So, you know, in the convoy, there were people who probably voted green and NDP the last election, people who are super socially progressive, people who, um, you know, maybe are center right economically, maybe who, um, you know, are actually very happy with, with more immigration, let's say, um, but who just do not trust, let's say, the big pharma companies and who do not trust the vaccines. And they came out to protest in Ottawa alongside people who probably are white supremacists, alongside people who do believe in anti-Semitic conspiracy theories, alongside people who do walk around with, with signs saying Trudeau for treason with a picture of a noose around the prime minister's neck, right? That is so unbelievably complicated. And it's impossible to tell who's in who in many circumstances. It's why it was really, really frigging irresponsible for the prime minister to repeatedly come out and say, these people are all white supremacists, or at least you kind of, you know, painting with a large brush that all with one brush, many, yeah. Yeah, yeah, many or most of them, or at least a big chunk of them are. You can't say that. We don't know. But what we do know is that in and amongst this this convoy crowd, in and amongst this so-called freedom movement, there are people like Jeremy McKenzie. There are groups like Canada First. Uh, you know, there are uh, elements who believe that the prime minister should be arrested and tried for treason. There are people who have repeatedly said, we need to round up premiers and public health officials and put them on trial like a Nuremberg-style tribunal and maybe execute them for treason. I mean, that view became increasingly common. And even if there was reasonable people in that crowd, they started accepting this because their compatriots started voicing these ideas. So it means that if you come out and start endorsing this movement or trying to identify with them or trying to bring them into your political fold, you are bringing in a lot of wild ideas, a lot of people with very backwards views about how this country should be run. And it is very hard to, after the fact, try and separate one from the other. So Pierre Polyev was always playing with fire here, just like what he was when he started voicing support for the deranged World Economic Forum conspiracy theory, just like he was when he was saying he was going to fire the, the governor of the Bank of Canada, you know, basically trying to uh, placate people who think we have to go back to the gold standard, right? He keeps doing this, and he seems to not care about the consequences, but there will be consequences to this sort of thing, and I think we're already seeing it. Yeah, I, I have about a minute left, Justin. I mean, in this this case, though, I gather this will have given him an unfortunate, but it will be the opportunity to 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 disassociate himself at least with Jeremy McKenzie. And uh, you know, I think that's a minor victory. It shouldn't have taken this happening clearly, but I don't see the willingness to change here. I don't. I I I, I you know, I still talk to people around Polyev 
to conservatives, and I don't get the impression that they that they think what they're doing is wrong. I think in their worldview that they'll do more by bringing these people into the political fold than leaving them outside, which I think is a very debatable point. But more particularly, I think they see any risks of violence, of political violence, or of you know the threats to our democracy from this group as being lesser than the threat that Justin Trudeau poses to the country, which I think is in and of itself a deranged view and a dangerous one. Justin Ling, as always, thank you so much. Thanks for having me.